Welcome back to the Compound Podcast. This is episode 122, presented by Parse Rum. I love Parse, you love Parse, a lot of Parse. Um, I was, what had happened was I was in Cincinnati and I went down the line after the game to, to see some friends. Uh, one of my college roommates was there. I met his uh, baby for the first time. I had some family there as well. So I went down the line and um, ended up with a crowd of people, ended up signing things for a long time. But as I was doing that, there was quite a few Parse chants, a couple groups that would say, when I say Parse, you say, and then I would have to say rum. A lot of Parse love out there. I got one. I got one at home the other day and Ryan Kreidler, who is a, an avid listener, was on deck and we started laughing. I, I turned around and I was like, what? You know, okay. um, just I real quick. yelled at for it. People scream it at me when I'm like doing something on the field. And I'm like, I can't yell it at you right now. Do you know who's a big compound fan? Everybody. Jan Gomes. Oh. Of, he, he started to call himself friend of the pod, even though he hasn't been on yet. And he, he drove home after the Iowa game, uh, I think. Drove back to Chicago, maybe, to see his family. But he sent me a picture. He was listening to the compound on his ride. And he said if Magical goes on before him, he's going to be pissed. So Jan's got to come on soon. I thought That's I would ask him to come on tonight, first. but he's got some DC friends because he played here a long time. Really cool video today. You know what's really cool is when guys get tribute videos when they go back to their a place they played for a while, like Jan won World, the World, World Series. Series winner. Yeah, World Series champ in D.C., um, and they played a nice tribute video for him, which was really cool. Ian, if you think you got traded to, like, the Dodgers or somebody and you came back and played the Cubs this year, do you think you'd get a tribute video? Mm, yes. I don't know. I don't know if I could get a video. I might get a thanks for coming out picture. Never heard, never heard of a picture. Welcome back, Ian. Yeah, I don't know if I actually homegrown first rounder and an all star 100%. I think so. I think you would. I agree. I think you would get one. Maybe haven't you know, you gotta gotta win things. Winning, let's try it. Let's get let's get you on a different, let's get you on a different squad. Hey, did you see? Uh, speaking of your squad, did you see Javi hit a ball in the dirt today? Yeah, that guy's impressive. How's that? That's impressive. It's not the first time he's not the first time he's done it. Either. I've seen him do it once before. I seen him get a knock on that. Why did I think it was a rule that like if it hit the dirt, it was like a dead ball? But if you get anything positive, what's that rule? I would love Isn't there a rule if like the if the ball hit the dirt, there'd be a dead ball. That'd be great. Because if I could swing no, no. it and count, that'd be fantastic. I swear there was something like it's like a free swing, basically. Like if it hits the dirt and you swing, like you can only get something good. Like I don't know. Clearly not, because he was out. But is that the rules of cricket? That what do you is that cricket? I don't know. The, I don't know. That what's just what are you playing over there? I thought of it and then I realized I was wrong. You know, it, it happens. I'm wrong. Catchers catchers interference is the only one I can think of like that. Or a ball. No, play if you swing. I don't know. I'm not yeah, sure what I was thinking. Baseball, about. tough sport with the rules. Zach, um, can we just talk about something really quick? You're sitting there, you're in you're in the apartment, you're in the you're supporting uh, John Boy's on the hat. John Boy? Yep, Betcha. supporting John Boy. Appreciate you. What are you doing with the bat and the batting gloves on? I don't have batting gloves on. You just had batting gloves on. No, Come I on, didn't. tell the people tell the people the truth. Look, I just have a bat. It was just sitting here and I picked it up. Do we need to ask Fallon if there's batting gloves near you? There's not. Are you lying? There's not. I will 
I, I will say Zach was here first and we talked for like a minute. And I, I don't, I didn't see batting gloves. I don't think he was wearing batting. He did have the bat, which is very weird to do regardless. I just wow. saw his hand with batting gloves on. Didn't. Are we taking dry hacks in the apartment? I don't know if I believe him. Dude, it's August. I'm past that. You're not Fallon, denying can you show it us the batting gloves, please? Found. show us the batting gloves. I think there's batting gloves because you're, you're not some. denying it that bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there they are. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Taking some dry hacks. She just picked that they were on the cou- on the counter. Grow up. <laughs> are you raking right now? You said you were raking. I had a few few good games. I hit a homer at one eleven the other day. Never happened mm. before. Yeah, Ian hit one at eighty nine. Yeah. See, baseball's oh. stupid. One eleven homer. That's toasted. Was it high? Was it in the air? Was it far? Was it a line drive? Well, tell us about it. Line drive. Line drive up and in, or not even up and in, in 96, 97, 97. I think it was. I don't know. Ooh, well, let's get, we'll good. get the video of that on the pod for you. We'll give you a little fluff. Right. You love to see it. All right. Bustly. It's all good. Dakota, how's the mustache? It's good. It's still just, you know, coming along. I trimmed it up the other day. Uh, I've, I've gotten into a routine where as soon as we start a new series, I like clean shave all the rest of this. So tomorrow at the field, they'll probably clean shave the chin. Run it back. <laughs> you look fantastic. See how she goes. Uh, where, where are you back in it? Where are you? You look like you're in a hotel. Where are you? We're in Indianapolis. Nice. Love, lovely town. Um, I, we, I should talk about some. There's some things that happened in the baseball world um, that we're going to have to talk about. Uh, I mean, the, one, the one thing that happened today that I'd like to talk about. Did you see Jerickson Profar today? Yes. Zach said that he sent that to like our group and he was like, could you imagine doing this? And then he's safe. I don't, I don't have the, I don't have the wherewithal to even I don't play have the to, to do any of that. I'm just, I'm picking it up and going, ah, oh, my elbow. Let me just throw it to the cut. <laughs> yeah. Where's Nico? Ah. Um, like I, I was playing outfield actually a few times this week and I had there was one and down the down the line and I just had to pick it up from the wall and like the guy was just coasting into second and I was like oh my god I get this ball in as soon as possible and the guy was like literally crawling into second base and I'm just like I I have no feel what's going on out here imagine me telling somebody hey man go ahead I dare you is your uh is your elbow healthy Zach all good man why are you playing left field then get me in the game what do you mean but I'm saying you have a great arm why wouldn't you play right field uh, we have Austin Meadows rehabbing. Never heard of him. Just Punch kidding. Punch eyes in the show. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Zach. Uh, why not up? center? Oh, Daz Cameron. All right, fair Daz. enough. Yep. I see why you're in left. Yep. Zach, how, how's their outfit experience going? How's it hitting the cut? It's good. I made a nice I, – I, I'm taste myself. I made a nice catch down the line the other day, slid in foul territory into the, into the, into the wall. Never want to do that again. Scrape my knee up. I bet Some you get gravel. so bored. Some hard gravel. The warning track can hurt, huh? Yeah. Do you get bored out there? Don't you just see Zach out there like playing with like bugs and stuff? It's different. Like I'm, I'm like way into it. Cause I'm like, all right, if the ball's hit here, where am I going? If like first and third, like am I throwing it to third? Am I keeping the guy on first from a double? Like it's, it's a different game out there, man. Different game. There is times when the outfield can be a little bit, not a lot going on, but you do what you do in the outfield is you're constantly thinking through what's going to happen because you do, there's a lot, you got, 
you know, throwing to the right place, making sure you keep the ball low, making sure guys aren't advancing. There's a little bit more that goes into it than there was. There was a pop up the other day. <laughs> I was like, I was under whatever, and then there was like, you know, those planes on beaches that will fly with like something behind them that says something. Yes. You know what I'm talking about? Like a, yeah, with yeah, a yeah. big with a big banner. Yeah. yeah. So the other day there was there was a pop up and I was catching it and like I just see this plane with something behind it. And I'm just like, what the fuck does that say? Like as I'm catching it, I'm like, this can't this like this not stay away from the field, dude. Come on. There's people working it, out here. What did it say, Zach? I don't I don't know. I Come truly on. don't did know. You read I was it? locked did you read in it? on the was locked in on those seams. Outfield's gotta be easier than infield though, right? It's like the glove is so big. It's a lot to control. I feel like there's less like you literally field the ball and then you just throw it to the cut. Yeah, but like truly, like truly knowing where to throw it and like when to take a chance and when not to take a chance. Like in the infield, if, it's, if there's a ball you can die for, you're going to die for it no matter what. Like in the outfield, it's like, hey, if we have a two-run lead or one-run lead and there's a ball I should die for, like is it worth giving up an extra base or a run? if I don't make this catch or if yeah, I throw it to the wrong base, I throw it to second and it's not a perfect throw. The guy on third can just keep running, you know, like just little things like that where I haven't experienced it. I never yeah. have a spring training where to work on these kinks. It's just like, Hey man, you're in the fire, go get them. And if you don't do yeah. it, then you're probably not going to go back out there again. Yep. Especially like early in the game and you got a guy who's challenging going second to home. You know, and you have to you have to make sure you keep it low enough, or just don't even throw it because you want to make sure that runner stays on first, so the guy can get a double play ball. Like all those things add up. There's there's so many little decisions you have to make throughout the course of the game. But there, but it infield's definitely way harder from like an athleticism and like the rep, like how many opportunities you get. But there's little things that go into the outfield that people don't get to see every day. And don't I gotta work on like the homer ball like if it's way out i'm like taking like five ten steps i'm like we're sprinting towards the wall like what are we doing <laughs> i appreciate that yeah of course it's for the guys that's right i did hear it's true ian if you're in center and there's a guy in second base and the ball's rolling to you chances are you're not gonna throw him out if you you will almost never throw a guy out from center field challenge, At home? Accept, challenge Cause, accepted because it's too far it's too far of a throw and the mounds in your way and it has to be oh. you have to be playing in you have to be it has to be a hard hit one hot ball to you like guys don't get thrown out from center field it just doesn't happen yeah, that, especially because guys there. make good decisions like guys are getting good jumps guys are making good decisions third base coaches are making the right calls like you're not they're not sending somebody on a Dykeman, ball hit to center dykeman threw someone out like three days ago but you saved yourself when you said if it's like a hard hit like yeah. one hop it's but it was like a two hopper and he fucking he threw him out by five feet they think, were waiting to tag him. I think I've thrown maybe two or three people out from center field at home plate. And, like, it was – I remember one or two of them, like, pitchers hitting in and over, like, one hop line drive and, like, perfect through, ball to throw on. Not, like, never – anytime, especially early in my career, like, I would come up throwing from center and just like, ah, and a guy's safe by like, 20 feet. Like, what are you doing? What are you doing? That's why your elbow hurt. Yeah, probably. Mm-hmm. So I was an idiot. Should we tackle the big thing to tackle? Yes. yes. Absolutely. Please. This is, this is the biggest. Absolutely. It's the biggest scandal since A-Rod. Why don't you guys go? 100%. First? Zach's the one that went 
deep Twitter dives when it came out. You were looking up what dermatologists were saying. No, I was just I was just in their mentions, and it was like, hey, I'm a dermatologist. I would never prescribe this. Well, that okay. We can start there. Tom, do we want to say something? Tom's itching over here. You, you got a scratch? What's going on? I mean, you played in the Field of Dreams game. We're like 15 minutes in, and no one's addressed it. And I, I, I feel like that's the most. Oh, relevant. the marquee matchup. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I, thought, I thought he meant. I meant. I meant the Tatis thing. That's I what I thought he was talking about. I was also thinking about the Tatis thing. Then talk about the Tatis thing. It's fine. We'll get to the Field of Dreams. All right. Take it easy, Tom. Come on. People are going to listen to the whole episode. We're going to get there. We're going to get there. I'm talking about Zach playing outfield. Yes, yeah, Tom. Come on. So Tatis gets for all the listeners. Everybody knows this, but Tatis gets popped. I can't say the word cholesterol. Yeah, it's like cholesterol. I think you said it right. Okay. In his statement, he says that he was taking ringworm medication. The ringworm medication is like one or two letters different. I don't know how the PR people messed that one up. There's no way he was actually taking this thing for ringworm because the thing that he took does not get prescribed for ringworm. It's a completely different topical medication. This is an anabolic steroid. So that was crazy in and of itself. Zach, you were doing a deep Twitter dive on uh, I ringworm? Was not. I, I, was I just, shouldn't that say was, that. He just that was said, news to me. He just te- he texted us and said like, I saw multiple tweets from dermatologists saying they would never prescribe this for ring. It was just like, uh, you know, like if some news comes out, I want to go to the mentions to see what people are talking about. And then they were like, Hey, I'm a dermatologist. Like this makes absolutely no sense that they would prescribe this for, for ring. Yes. There's a topical, there's a topical steroid, a cream steroid that is prescribed for ringworm. That is a one letter different completely different word completely different thing someone must have recommended that he say that for, for who knows why but what he took was an anabolic steroid not a topical cream correct you see also uh, not for ringworm um Tatisa's dad like said something they said he had like a fungus from a haircut which is i think it's ringworm. i think that's like where he said he got the ringworm but then they also said like he said something a, like baseball is going to lose fans because of this. And I yeah, was like, well, dad, I mean, that doesn't mean he gets a pass. Crazy. His dad came out with something crazy. It was like baseball is going to lose millions of fans because of how they've handled this. And they handled it like they handle every time someone gets popped. They just release the news and are like, he's suspended. This is from Fernando Tati Sr. It was a mistake that could have been handled differently. Uh, destroy the image of a player for such a small thing for a situation like this. It is a catastrophe, not just for Tatis Jr., but for all of baseball. There are millions of fans that will stop watching baseball. I'm going to be honest with you. That's one of the hottest takes I've ever heard to try to make the guy that took roids look like the victim in this. That's a hot take. I mean, crazy, crazy move there. To say it was a small mistake, small mistake, not a big deal. Took some anabolic steroids. Don't worry about it. And millions of people are going to stop watching baseball. No. Because... Of this, absolutely not. Of course, it sucks that Tatis won't be in the lineup now with Soto and all. Like that was going to be sick to watch, but like, I mean, it happened. Like, you got to serve your suspension and move on. Crazy what Preller, their GM, came out and said too. You know, like yeah. those are some pretty like harsh words. Not harsh, but like they're harsh. Yeah, you know, like this is this is the second time in however many months that we're kind of you know we relied on them and kind of shot ourselves in the foot you know like yeah and it's tough you put like you you think about investing in something and 
you put that much money into it and you're not getting much of a return, it's kind of tough, you know? His teammates, Clevenger, had some stuff to say and a disappointment in the maturity side. And it'll be interesting when he uh, when he comes back, what it looks like. But that's what I feel like that's the weirdest part. It's like I never had that situation. Like when a teammate comes back from a steroid suspension, like how does the locker room greet him, basically? Like it's not like you're going to like. If you go out and perform, nobody's going to say anything yeah, again. Yeah, exactly. But like it's just weird. I feel I bet like at first it's going to be really weird. Isn't, isn't it so messed up that if you go out there and perform and do the same stuff, it just goes away? There's been guys who have signed, yeah. you know, I, I mean, it's it sucks because if people, like, have said that they're innocent and they are, like that, you know, I don't know how positive those, you know, I'm assuming that they're the state-of-the-art tests, but people have said, come out and, like, legitimately have lawsuits, like, saying, like, yo, I didn't take anything, you know? And if that's true, that's that really does suck because there's that needs to be fixed. But, you know, if if people do it and then they get rewarded down the road, it's kind of, you know, we had this conversation. We have hypotheticals like this all the time. You know, it's like joking, like, oh, would you do it for this amount of money or this long in the show? And you're like, I mean, I just don't know if I could do that. It's tough, you know, the system, the system is is pretty accurate. I would say ninety nine. You know, there's a rare case probably, but 99%. And there is, there's an appeal system. There's a system to be able, like, if you can prove that, you know, it was something happened or it was accidental or it was this or it was that, like, there are some ways to go about trying to prove that stuff. Um, you know, it happens yeah, behind, behind the scenes, but it's possible. You know, this is not one of those cases. Well, I, I said, I said the craziest one didn't Braun test positive and then like got his suspension taken away and then tested positive again. I don't remember that. I don't know. That's I thought he like, I, I thought Ryan Braun tested positive was suspended, like went to court over it. They said, no, you didn't test pot or like you didn't take steroids. And then he popped, got popped for steroids again later on. I thought I, I thought I remembered him saying that his sample was tampered with and that he didn't do it. I can't remember though. But that's not exactly what we're talking about. And so I'm not gonna get in the weeds on it because I have no idea. When I first got to Pro Ball, like anytime I would get drug tested, I'd be like like what like you cause you just every little, you know, medication or you know, hand lotion or anything like you're like when you first get the pro ball, you're like, there's really something in there. Uh, <laughs> Dude, it's take, so fun. Know, I'll taking, like, taking 100, 200, 300 drug tests in my life now. It's like, it's so funny. I'll take, like, I'll go into my trainer, like, trainer, I have a headache. You know, like, who gave me something? Like, can I take this? You sure I can take this? You're positive. I can take this. It's Dayquil. You're like, can I are you sure I can have this? <laughs> it's ibuprofen. Is there anything else you guys would like to say about this topic? I think it's I think it's unfortunate for baseball. Like people were saying he's one of the most marketable people in baseball. I think it's it's a shame that it happened. Um I don't know. Hopefully it doesn't continue to happen, especially for young up and coming players. But yeah. yeah. I just think it's crazy you're making that much money and you already got your big deal and you take rights. That's how crazy he, to me. How long has he been taking them? That's, but that's kind of thing. why that's kind of why it's almost like you think about like did he actually do it 
if he already signed his deal. That's what I mean. Like, what, you know, what like that's where you're like, kind of like giving the benefit of the doubt. You're like, no, 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 no. Here he got paid. Like, something's got to be up here. You think about it, you know, like. Yeah, but then just the story they said just didn't make it any more believable that he didn't take him. I was like, okay, that, this doesn't sound like you're telling the truth. <laughs> I want to talk about Athletic Greens before I talk about the Field of Dreams game. I wish, you know what I wish? I wish that the Field of Dreams game was brought to us by a different company that isn't athletic greens. I'm not going to say that because there's no free ads, but I wish it was the field of dreams game brought to you by athletic greens. That's what I wish. Okay. Because athletic greens, you, you I'm messing up this read because I was trying to go somewhere and the ads going somewhere else. Okay. But I can tell you that athletic greens gives you more energy. Okay. And it gives you a lot of vitamins, a lot of vitamins. How many vitamins? 75. High quality vitamins, minerals, minerals, whole food, sourced superfoods. That one's always hard. And probiotics. What do you got on Athletic Greens? Say something nice. NSF certified. NSF certified. You can't get pop for Athletic Greens. That's huge. We have that friends that huge. we have other ad read friends that we are not allowed to take. Athletic Greens, we're way in on. Okay. Way in on. Someone tweeted at me about like buying Athletic Greens and then like the CEO of Athletic Greens. Like back and I was tagged in it and I was like, oh. You're like, whoa, whoa. Kind of crazy. It's like, whoa. Athletic Greens is, sorry. is giving free one year supply of immune supporting vitamin D and five travel packs for your first purchase. Athleticgreens.com slash compound. That's athleticgreens.com slash compound to take ownership of your health. Pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Let's talk about the Field of Dreams game. It was cool. It was real cool. Um, <laughs> the the setup out there is, I didn't realize this before I went, it's directly next to the movie set where it was filmed, and you walk from the field through the cornfields to can, literally connecting to the field where the movie was filmed in the house and everything. Um and that part was super cool. The venues, like, it's beautiful. It's these rolling cornfields behind and everything. Like, that's really cool. Um, but MLB, have to give MLB credit because MLB did it right. They, the setup was great. Um, they did a really good job. Like, um, intentional taco setup out there. Really cool set. I th- like all of all of the media and all the people that were there to cover the game. Uh, and make things run smoothly um, was super impressive. One of the coolest things, which this is a compound pot exclusive. So we we go out before the game and we're sitting kind of waiting behind the corn fields, right? To come in from the right field wall to do that shot at the beginning of the game. You guys see that? Yes. Yeah, Griffey was playing catch with his dad and stuff, right? So, mm-hmm. We're waiting back there for like maybe 10 minutes um, before we came out of the corn. And back there is Griffey Jr., Griffey Sr., Barry Larkin, Johnny Bench, Sandberg, Billy Williams, Fergie. Don't let me forget anybody. Hawk was back there, Dawson. But like all of the Hall of Famers, right, were just sitting there. And Larkin starts to give Griffey shit. 
it was fucking hilarious. These guys just start going, chopping it up. Larkin's just shitting on Griffey for throwing him cutters from the outfield. He was like, he's like, this dude could not throw a straight ball. I'm going out for the cut. And he's throwing cutters across the outfield. I'm trying to on relay throws. And Griffey was just saying how he never had to hit the cutoff man because his arm was too strong. He's like, what are you going to do? I'm a strong enough arm to get anybody out. It was gold. These guys were going back and forth. And if I had a baseball, Griffey was grabbing the ball. He was like, I threw four seamers. You know how a four seamer that a pitcher throws is across the horseshoe? Does anybody have a baseball to show people? You have a baseball? Zach, I know you have a baseball. No, I don't. Tom has one on his shirt. Okay. So normally the way Tom's shirt is, the horseshoe would be on that side, right? So that would be a four seamer. Griffey grabbed it four seams right where Tom's shirt is right across the life is good. And it's so four he was seams. like, he was like, he was like, this is, I grabbed it four seams and he's holding it like this. Everybody's like, what are you talking about? That's why you threw cutters. Like I thought, that's how you give a four seam. Wait, and, are you saying like in between the seams or over? No, he grabbed it. It It is. He did touch four seams, but that's how he would grab the baseball from the outfield across those two seams. Yeah, I mean, you're there's no way to keep that straight. <laughs> no, no, and everybody was cracking up like Sandberg, Johnny Bench, all these Billy Williams, all these guys were dying laughing because that was his four seamer was across those two seams. He's that's why he's the ball of the outfield was going. Whoop. That was that was gold. Just to be back there, hear those guys like talk, chop it up, give each other shit. That was so cool, and um, the. All of All those guys, guys. It, it's crazy because they span so many generations of baseball, right? From Billy Williams to you know Griffey, who didn't finish playing all that long ago. And they they all had connections because they had played Larkin had, you know, hit a homer off of Lee Smith. And, you know, the and but he had also played against Sandberg at some point, And then Griffey had played with those guys and then senior had played against the other guys. So it was so crazy, just like how the baseball web and how all those guys were connected. Um, but that was, that was probably the coolest thing. Sean Casey was there, which is really cool. Obviously A-Rod and Ortiz had the game too. So they were there. Um, There's people all over. That was Carlos Zambrano was there. Sutcliffe, a lot of dudes. That was really cool. Do you any of them for the pod or? Yeah, we'll probably have them all on at some point. We'll probably yeah. have Griffey next week. Cool, cool, cool. Heard yeah, it first. I think, yeah, Griffey will probably be. Week. Yeah, he'll probably be on next week. Maybe, maybe uh, junior and senior together. Perfect. Sounds like a plan. You got bad Wi-Fi over there, huh? <laughs> was it weird hitting there? I feel like I feel like it's super dark there. I was gonna say that too. That was my literally my next question. I knew Zach. I knew you were gonna ask about the shadows. Not even the shadows. Just how dark the lights were. <laughs> There's two things. One was there, the shadows were bad. There was actually bad shadows. Um, and the, the the shadows kind of came across the mound. And then that hitter's eye that they had that they built was lit up. So that it was really hard to see kind of like second, third at bat. But it was so dark because it's just like high school stadium lights, you know, like it was so dark by the end of the game. Like any pop up, as soon as it was hit, like it would just go, like you'd it would go up, and you'd be like, I have no clue where that is. And then it would kind of come back down. Um, I got luckily, I didn't have any action out there, so I didn't really have to worry about it. But it was, um, you were just was, standing there in the outfield like this with your hands up, right? 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah. Go, Where? Um, yeah, but it, it was, it was, the field was perfect though. Like the condition, like every, like ground balls and everything, it was really in really good shape. So they did, they did a good job with the surface. You got a hit, didn't you? Yeah, did. double. double. Righty double. Two hits. Two hits. Nice. Yeah. How were the jerseys? Were the jerseys huge and heavy or no? Not? No, they were sick. They were, they were, you got all your, so like sometimes, for the for the fans so when you have in the big leagues when you get a jersey right you get to do all of these customizations so you can do whatever you want so like my jersey is a 44 tapered so 44 tapered with uh one inch shorter sleeves and i get i sew the jersey so that it's not open so there's the two top buttons are are closed but the rest of it's sewn shut like that's my jersey specs that just sounds so, so needy <laughs> hey hey but they they offer it hey but i don't but i don't change i don't change that's what my jersey yeah. is and i don't it's i don't ask for a different time. jersey every week same every time so um when sometimes when you go to the special events or have the special games you don't get the customization of your jersey so like when if we have a special father's day or memorial day or something jersey most of the time it'll just be a stock 44 and then you have to just wear that. This one, they actually did full customization. So you got all your stuff. They fit great. They were, I I have never really worn cream, uh, actually, except for Harwich, I think, and the Cape I wear cream. But like cream jersey was sick. I got really cool custom cleats. Um, yeah. When did you get those made? When did you send them in? I sent them. I actually, I got really lucky. So the guy that does mine um, will shout out True Blue Customs. He's awesome. He, I sent him on a Monday. He painted them that same. I, I same date him. He painted them Monday, sent them back Tuesday. Um, so I would have them. He killed it. Uh, but they they were still. I don't think they were wet. But he had to paint. They were all gray cleats that he completely painted. So he painted the sock liner and everything blue. So like my pants. So part of my pants, like the sweat and everything. Like part of my pants turned blue, and like my feet were blue. The socks were stained blue. It was funny, but they they ended up looking really cool. Um, those jerseys were sick. That's really dope. It sounds like it's two for two for MLB, huh? What was the first one? The game last year. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. And the the thing like they gave the, there was a lot of stuff out there about the audience being cut in half from last year, and I think there's a few things like and people were like, yeah, it's Cubs Reds. They're both having attention. Fine, whatever. It was still, I believe, Tom, correct me if I'm wrong. It was still the most watched game of the year. What? It was still Where's the most watched. It was still the most watched game of the year for MLB, and it was the second time. Last year was the first time they'd ever held that event, so of course there was going to be a big bump. Um, and that being the most watched game of the year, still a huge success for MLB. Really cool. Marquee matchup, back. dude. Everybody wants to see it. It's not coming back next year, but maybe it'll be back um, in the future. They're not, they're not doing it next year? No, they're not doing it next year. Why? Maybe it'll be I think just scheduling. Uh, I think they have to do some renovations to the actual site and the field and everything. Um, I think it might be changing ownership hands. I'm not really sure, but the uh, what are we doing? It's a cool go. They're they're building like a a youth baseball um, complex there, at like Come so they're, gonna, they're gonna keep like that main field. They're gonna keep the movie set fields. Then like I think a couple fields over, they're gonna build like eight diamonds and dorms and all that kind of stuff they're gonna you know what that says to me right here all about the money yeah you're not wrong fortunately isn't everything yeah yeah Yeah, it is i think i think the game will come back i think um 
It's a great venue. I think they'll probably do it once a year, maybe more um, in the future. Uh, and I think that it's a cool, I think that's a cool thing for, for baseball. I do. People were asking a lot at the game about like what other sites players would want to see or what you want to see. I, I thought that was a really interesting question. Like it, it takes a lot of logistics. So if you could wish up anything and it didn't matter, you know, I thought like Brooklyn Dodgers, like if you did a Brooklyn, you know, game in Brooklyn and New York, like, like logistically, is that impossible? Maybe, but that would be sick. Like there's, Brooklyn Cyclones right now played a really great park, MCU Park out in, in yeah. Coney Island. So that's a potential. I know I saw as well uh Bossy historic Bossy Field in Evansville, Indiana was being scouted as a potential site. That's where they filmed a league of their own. It's a, one of the oldest ballparks still in America. Um, that'd be really cool. And then I saw as well that they're talking about maybe putting it in like a Negro Leagues park, I believe in Patterson, New Jersey, trying to rebuild that. That'd also be super cool. I think anything that as you said, like that could tap into the history of baseball like field of dreams did, I think would be super cool. Yeah, I agree. Anything with the history. Cause the international ones are really cool. We're going to London next year. That's going to be awesome. Um, but yeah, some of the, some of those history of, of baseball places would be cool for growth of the game. Zach. Dakota. Guess who threw out our first pitch the other day? Uh, the guy from rookie of the year. It's just, it's just not fun that, you know, it just kind of ruins the excitement. I thought I'd get you excited because you Rosenbagger. Garden hoser. Did you meet Rosenbagger? No. I don't go all the way to the dugout. Stay I stay out in the bullpen. I stay he, away. He's at he's at Wrigley probably two to five times a year. <laughs> uh I thought Zach would be excited about that because I know he loves no, that movie. It's one of my favorites. It's awesome. He's like making that like who what Hamilton Porter did like catching for throwing out first pitches everywhere like I don't know I think it's awesome I think it's great yeah. just that movie's what thirty years old yeah okay I have a at I have least, a fun at least he he looks like he's 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 got to be in his thirties yeah I mean he's th- he's thrown in some big high leverage games before man give him a break uh I I have a fun game for us to play if you guys are if you guys are willing to play. Wait, before what's it brought to us by? Hold on, before before we do anything else, I can't believe I have to be the person to say this. I was waiting for someone else to do it. Ian promised a shout out and then delivered no shout out. I mean, if we if we okay, yeah, all right. Like Tom, Tom, you know what, Tom? I didn't bring this up because like I'm just so tired of getting beaten down when it comes to these things. So it's like, (laughs) why? You know, I know that you guys know that it was a ten pitch inning and I had no chance. Okay. You know what that sounds like to me, Dakota? I'm not going to take any. And also, I can't control what the guys ask me. I wish I could have. I talked to to our PR guy, and I said, hey, I would really love to talk about the compound in when I'm on this mic. And guess what? I believe that you did that. It was a 10. Did you tell Jim? You don't think that I wanted to plug some stuff? I actually, that's true. That is very true. You definitely. I was, I was ready to plug, plug, plug. Uh, but the it was a ten. Plug your hair plugs. Hair plugs. Plug my hair plugs. We could have done that too. Could have been out there taking my hat off, getting a little one of these. Could have coffee in my back pocket. Could have been doing a whole bunch of stuff. But the the inning was over so fast. Um, I do think with the mic stuff, this is my second time doing it. First time in a couple years. I. I think you know, people talk about like, oh, what if you make an error during that? What if you oh, you're distracted? It's not distracting at all. 
especially in the outfield. And like, if you, I think it would be better. Here's a hot take. If you could be on that thing for like two or three innings and actually have a, like keep a conversation going with the booth and kind of like if something happens that half inning, then you could revisit it and be like, oh, wasn't that an awesome swing by Nico? Or like, yeah, he's been, you know, he's been he's been working on going the other way lately. Like he really was able to do it. Like, I think that would be so cool. And I do wish they do get to do it for national broadcast, but you have a little bit of a better relationship most of the time with your um, home broadcasters. Like it would be cool to be able to bring that stuff into regional broadcasts once in a while go ahead zach why can't we just do a regular mic'd up and go back and edit it like you can see a swing like like you said sick nico swing and you can talk about in the dugout like yo he's been doing that and he's been working on this and flips and every day but like glaber was mic'd up yesterday in one of the biggest games that they've had and it's like i'm out on that Uh, there's no way i'm doing that like if i make an error Maybe you shouldn't have been talking to the fucking broadcast. Like, why can't we just like every week NFL comes out with their mic'd up for every game? And it's awesome. It's like a 25 minute video yeah. every Monday or every Tuesday. Why can't that be the case? MLB's trying to do that. They just had something where McCutcheon was mic'd up. They mic'd up like four people over the weekend and they did they cut some stuff. They're trying to do it. I do think um having that having that person, that broadcaster in your ear to prompt you you know, can sometimes help. And I also think like, if you get guys, if you have guys do it for like three innings and they do it multiple times a year and they, and they get used to it, you're going to be able to just not talk. Or if something's going on, just be like, got to lock in guys. And just like, basically take the thing out or ignore it. If you're comfortable enough, I think it's when guys are doing it for half an inning and feel like they have to say something or get stuff out there because it's like that one time that you get to do it is when, you know, you could feel, but like no one's ever made an error with that thing on. Not yet. Yeah. I mean, you know, like, I don't know. Like, I think it would be really cool to have something mic'd up where like, you don't think about that. You're mic'd up. Like me and you were in the dugout talking about Scherzer's slider, you know, like, Hey, if it starts, like, I feel like that's what people want to hear where it's like, I like, if I watch the mic'd up on the NFL one, like I want to hear, a quarterback talking like, Hey, if you see this guy doing that, like you got to go off your route and hit the, you know, the seven yard in where it's like, yeah. Hey, if you see this out of his hand, like, you're obviously not giving any tips away. Like, Hey, if he does this, but like, yeah. What'd you see there? Like, Hey, is it breaking this much? Is it breaking that much? Hey, his slider has a dot is cutter. Doesn't like, I don't know. I think that's little nuances that the fans would want to hear. Cause I, I love, I love that shit. Mark, he probably mic somebody up once a week for us but i don't know that the content really gets out there in that format and the other thing about baseball i think that can be tough is that just because of the setup of the parks versus the sidelines in the nfl like a lot of that stuff is captured on the sidelines in the nfl like in the dugout or if you go down under in the tunnel like the cameras don't really get to like see the players have the conversations or see it as clearly and so you don't get like that really good bite like you get from nfl games but i I agree with you. I think that it is like, it, which should be more prevalent. We should be doing more of it. Um, and, and yeah, it's just like, like when I think it's really cool when infielders take, you know, early work for their ground balls to like two o'clock, two thirty. it's kind of like one, not one-on-one, but maybe like three on one. I think there's a lot of good conversations in that too. 
like, especially with the shifts, like you're going over either what happened the night before, if, you know, there was a play that kind of got dismantled a little bit or like, you know, what you've been working on. Hey, like, you know, my throws have been sailing, like, let's get into it. You know, Hey, how did that, like, same thing when you're hitting, you know, I just think the more behind the scenes that we can get without going over any, you know, boundaries, I think that would just be huge for the game. I've said pretty consistently that the, to a point practice is sacred and that is your alone time on in, in baseball where you're not being judged. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. I but I do think practice is such a cool place in the big leagues that we don't people don't get to see. And like I've said that I would love to do a two way mic during batting practice with Marquis. Like I think being out there shagging fly balls, answering questions could be a really cool segment or you know that there there are pl- parts like that in the in the day that aren't as high pressure that you could capture some really cool stuff that the fans would enjoy, um, and maybe it'll happen. But let's move to our game. I want to play. You know the game's brought to you by Manscaped. Brought to you by Manscaped. You know what would fix your bloody nose, Dakota? You could fix that bloody nose. Maybe some Manscaped products. Okay, maybe you could get in there. Uh, you know what they? You know what they do have? They have the a uh, weed whacker ear and nose hair trimmer. Maybe if you got a little trim going on in there, you wouldn't have all that nosebleed. That's true. That would help. Smooth sack summer. That's what we're doing here at Manscaped. You know that you get twenty percent off and free shipping with code compound at manscaped.com. You guys love the four don't you? One more four it's got the light and everything. You can go anywhere with it. It's got, you know what else it has? Cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to advanced skin safe technology. That seems like they've copyrighted that skin safe technology. That seems like a big deal. 7,000 RPM motor. You wouldn't expect that, but you know what it does have? A four, 4,000 K. 4,000. This says 4,000 K. I don't know if that's 4K LED spotlight. That's the light. You know something about the light. And you know what else? They have two free gifts on the performance package 4.0 boxers and the said travel bag and the shears 2.0. You're going to take a look at the shears 2.0. That's uh, to cut your nails with a lot of things going on here from Manscaped. That is code compound manscaped.com 20% off plus free shipping. Let's play the game. Do you guys want to hear the game? Yes. Okay. Here's the game. Name your top three baseball movies. Brought to you by Manscaped. Sandlot, Rookie of the Year, Little Big League. In that order? No. Rookie of the Year, Little Big League, Sandlot. Okay. Dakota, brought to you by Manscaped. Were those brought to you by Manscaped, Zach? Always, 4.0. Okay. Major League, Moneyball, and... Sandlot. What are you, Tom? Um, Tom, would you like to tell us who your hat is? Yeah. Uh, They they sent these hats to our office. This is the Swepsonville Sweepers of the old North State League. Uh, They sent a bunch of hats to our office. Everyone in the office got a hat, got a jersey. So I'm going to say this now. If you want to send us a hat to the John Boy office, I will wear it on the next episode of The Compound. So to all of our listeners, 
You want to send me a hat? I will wear it on the next episode. Address those packages. Attention, Tom Prizman. He right. will have 8,000 hats and he will wear them like a hat salesman. Tom, I will wear all of them. Tom, tell us, please tell us your top three baseball movies brought to you by Manscaped. Number one's The Rookie uh, with Dennis Quaid. Great movie. Um, then I would say Moneyball Major League. With with the with the shout out to Little Big League, Little Big League just missed the cut. That was the one that I was debating. Go, Tom. We got two of the same ones. Nice job. I I my favorite is uh, Love of the Game with Costner. Great one. Um, number two is is the rookie for me with Dennis Quaid. And number three is Major League. Ian, have you seen Little Big League or Rookie of the Year? I have seen Rookie of the Year. Really uh, like that movie. I have seen Little Big League. Uh, not in my top five. Um, AKA you hate it. I don't hate it. I don't hate it. <laughs> you, I mean, you didn't even have to say top five because the top three. So you it's hate not, it. Just not my top five. Um, <laughs> I I answered a lot of questions uh, about obviously field dreams and about baseball movies and everything. And I think it's very interesting, like baseball fans, what movies connect with them. And I think everybody has like a reason why, or like people that you've watched those movies with that make them connect to you, uh, which is pretty cool. And there's a lot of really good baseball movies out there. Costner has been in a few of them, a lot of really good baseball movies out there. I'm surprised nobody said uh, Bull Durham. Bull Durham didn't make the cut for anybody. What about bench warmers? Bench warmers. Yeah, this is a baseball movie, right? You know, it's a, you know, <laughs> what do you bad, a bad baseball movie, but I enjoy it still is. I don't know if you guys ever saw this is a big baseball bus movie for trouble with the curve with trouble uh, with the curve with. Uh, I think I have seen that. Yeah, it's like Clint Eastwood, Clint Eastwood yeah. scout who can't see like see anymore, but he can hear that a guy has a swing defect. What's what's the uh, what's the player's name? Bo something. Yeah, it's like Bo Nix or, you know, that's the guy from Auburn, but it's something like that. It's like Bo, it's like something else. Oh, Bo. And like Bo. they find some guy in like the street and then they bring him to the at Brave Stadium at the end. Throw him the curveball. And then they go, show him the curve. And then he just fucking starts striking him out with the curve. I love it. The ending is incredible. The rest of the movie doesn't make any sense. But I, I, I will Bo rock. Gentry. Bo Gentry, yes. Gentry. Uh, Mr. 3000 is another one that didn't make Good the one. for anybody. That's a, I, I really like Mr. 3000. A lot of good baseball movies out there. Um, R.I.P. Bernie Mac. I'm glad that I'm glad the rookie made your made your cut, Tom. The rookie's my all time, probably my second favorite movie of all time. You talk about a movie connecting with you. I was a minor league season ticket holder. So much of that story is about pitching through the minors and stuff. And I actually didn't realize how much of an impact that movie made on me until they closed down the old Rangers stadium. And if you remember, and obviously the end of that movie makes the that the ballpark in arlington look like you know heaven yeah and when they were closing that ballpark i was like man i'm it's one of my few regrets i have in life that i never got to go to a game there because like that's such a part of my life that movie and like to see the ending of that i would have loved to have gone and so it's it's one of my favorites um i absolutely loved it i absolutely love it the um the quote you know, we get to do today, Brooks. We get to play baseball is one that like sits with me, resonates with me because you're in the middle of the slog like he was during the during the year. Yeah. Um, and you're in game 90 or 120 or 130, like to mem- remembering that, like, you know, we get to today, we get to play baseball. It's pretty fucking cool. Um, but also one of the saddest moments of my career, worst moments of my career, 
um, when I got sent down to meet these guys and play with them, I missed the ballpark in Arlington. We opened in 19 in Texas at the ballpark in Arlington the last year. And I was so excited to go there and play there. And the movie meant so much to me. And then I whiffed the series. And it was going to be opening day there. It was going to be so cool. And then I whiffed the series. And I was salty with them. You got to go see Nashville. Even cooler. Got to open in Nashville with the boys. Yeah, I was I was really upset that I missed that series. I'm just happy none of you said fever pitch because I've never seen it and I never will. Grow up. Never. I you it's could never pay me movie. to watch that or four days in October. I'll never watch it. Ever. Um you know there's a part in fever pitch where you can literally tell where they change the ending of the movie. Because the ending, the normal ending of the movie is that the ending of the book is that the Red lose. It just happened to be that they filmed it the year the Red Sox won the World Series. Otherwise, the Red Sox are going to lose in the movie as well. Would no, it doesn't. That's a time in my life I I blocked it out. That's a blank time. Like right. the captain, I had to like turn it off for a little bit. I had to skip forward when they started talking about that series. I said, nope, not going to do it. I don't know if you guys know, but that game that we played was brought to you by Manscaped. Is there anything else that you guys would like to discuss before we give the people the Sloan screen time? I love Scott. That's it, Scotty. Scotty. Hey, you better tell your fucking people out there to be nice to him. Listen, I'm leader of the bandwagon. If I was pretty close to yelling at people on Twitter Efros, after that Cardinals game. That was fucked. If you're not nice to Scott Efros, you're not my friend. It's simple. Yep. Tom, can I ask you Zach, just a quick question? Zach, well, if you tweet at people, you're a dork. Zach. I would never. I would never. You said you were close. Yeah, because I meant it. Zach just started texting me. He's like, reply to this guy. Tell him yeah. he sucks. Kidding me? Can I, uh, can, Tom, can I ask you a quick question while everybody gets their screen time up? Yeah. It's presented by Sloan. I don't know if you guys know this, but Sloan makes the best automatic flushers in the game. If you need to automatically flush your toilets or wash your hands without touching the faucet, go to Sloan, find Sloan Valve for all of your needs. Tom, are the people in New York in full panic or half panic? Where, where are they on the panic scale? Ooh. I mean, another brutal loss tonight, a 4 nothing loss in a game that they were not really that competitive. I mean, it was one nothing late, but just felt like they were never going to score. Um, it's bad. You know, it's, it's, it's officially a time to be alarmed, I would say. And no, I don't know. No, it is not. No, it's not, Tom. It's not even September. Guys, guys there's still like, 10 games up in the division, Tom. What are we doing? going to be Do fine. Wait, hold on. You've asked me my opinion season? that I'm going to yell that immediately? Yes. Because your yes. opinion's wrong. It's trash. Do you understand? Tom, you this know is what? 162 games. We're going to be just fine over there. You know what is you know what's hilarious to me is you people as Yankees fans, when you guys oh, say this is you people, you're saying it like a when, slur. Like a, the Yankee when, when you guys say when you guys say another brutal loss, like it was a four nothing game in August. OK, it's fine. You guys didn't play an 18 inning banger and lose in a heartbreaker like they didn't score 14 in the seventh when you guys were up big. It wasn't a hey, 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 guess, oh, hey, Tom, hold on. Hold on. Can I say, Tom, this? guess what? Because guess what? When the Yankees win the division, does it matter what happened on August 15th? No, doesn't. And if they lost if they lost 11 out of 14 in April and then they had their absolute banger of a stretch that they had in April right now, you guys would be shirts off going crazy. How many times have we had this conversation with the Yankees fans this year where it's like, oh, pack it in. Team stinks on April 7th. I don't, I don't think that's fair based on how I've behaved all season. I've said up to this point, I've been pretty 
feel pretty good. Uh, so you just wait till August 15th to pack it in. Okay. You know Can what? we talk about this? Hold on. Hold on. Let me just, if, if you're going to come at me, at least I need an opportunity to respond before you nope. come Nope. not how it works here. Yes. Well, that, we have to have some give and take. The Yankees last week had one of the worst losses. You're talking about a really bad game. I don't know if either of you guys. So, so we're dating oh, back on. earlier in August. Can I just can I just finish a sentence before you, you go to I, Memorial I, Day I, too? I will let. I promise I will let you talk. Just let me finish the sentence. They had one of the worst games I've ever seen. It was a 13 inning game in which they had more base runners thrown out on the bases than batters come up in extra innings. Okay, they had in three consecutive innings, guys picked off the bases. They had five guys, five guys get thrown out of the bases in extra innings. All right. All you know right? what? I feel like at that point, I'm allowed to start being like, I'm a little concerned that this team can't run second to third. Why, why not take the positives that the starting pitching and bullpen kept at a 0 0 game? Yeah, and hey, hey, no, it's my turn. Hey, Tom, Tom, no. Give and take. And, and, down the road, that won't happen again. That's a good thing that it happened in August. That's a great thing. Get that yeah, out. Learn great from it. It's five guys thrown out of the bases. That's well. I think you guys should try that tomorrow. You know what? It is a good thing because then what happens? You go from 11 and a half games up to 11. Shoot. Can I? Can Gosh I? Gosh darn it. Can I just say what my biggest fear is for Yankees fans this year? My biggest fear for Yankees fans is that this team is going to win the division by somewhere in the 5 to 15 game range and no one's going to enjoy it. No one's going to enjoy that Aaron Judge is on pace to you hit think, a lot of homers. Do you think Yankees fans ever enjoy anything? That's makes they me sad. 120 games they'd be like how do we lose 42? That should never happen. Like yeah, obviously you want to win the World Series but why not enjoy that you're in first place by so much and your team can afford to go through an August slump? And you okay. have the best closer in baseball. His name's Scott Efrost. Yeah, he's on the cover of the of the post. He's on the cover of the Daily News. Like, come on. I just think I just think whenever the Yankees fans don't have to deal with this very often, but when there's a year, what was the year? 14 that they were bad, or fit one of those years that they were never, bad. They're 14. never bad. 14, they have missed the playoffs. If they're ever bad, or if they're ever an 80 win team, an 83 win team, like grinding to make the play, you know, they make the playoffs, but they finish second division, they get the wild card, and they're 80, 85 win team. Every time that happens, Yankees fans will go, Man, I wish we had that team back from 2022 that won 97 games and won the division. Well, we were up, to, we were up. 15 games for the entire year. That was nice. But th when they're in the middle of it, it's like they're just so mad. Stop being so mad. I feel like, hey, Watch. tomorrow we're going to go. This was an ambush. You guys asked me one question. Brought to you by Sloan. Ambush brought to you by Sloan. Tell me your screen time. Four hours I and five minutes. Ah. 6.31. 4.32 for me. 7.39. How much of that 739 was spent on Yankees Twitter tweeting about <laughs> mad things? I've tweeted zero mad things. I feel like I've you guys have seen me all year. I've not been panicked all year. I do think when you're like, I'm not like losing my mind, but I think no, you're no, allowed to sure. feel disappointed after they've had a stretch where they've gone like one in 11 or whatever. It's it's it, the only thing that I have to say is it's funny because like not saying you Tom, but Yankees fans that are panic right now, when the Yankees rattle off 12 in a row, they'd be like, they fixed all the problems. That's like, that's like, they're, they're back. It's like, it's going to be a team. 
it's still yeah, good. It's going to be oh. one guy coming back from the IL or like there's going to be one story guy. about like Aaron Boone got the boys in the room and there's going to be like, there's a. I saw, I saw Jake tweet something like, we need this bullpen arm instead of this bullpen arm. I'm like, that's the fix. That's the fix is one. Well, it's like, think arm. about it. You lost, you lost Matt Carpenter to like a heartbreaking, like He'll be back, that, that sucks taking out of our lineup. Okay. Let's get over that. John Carlos Stanton's still not playing. Like guys are going through it. Riz's back's hurt. LeMayhew just got hurt. Hey, let's be at full strength. Riz was down for a little bit. You have, uh, and you have the bull- the bullpen was too good. It's not fair because the bullpen was too good early. They had to regress to the statistical mean. They're going to be great still, but you know, that's what happens. You know the best part about people freaking out about Clay Holmes? He still has the two ERA. Yeah, it it's like me. oh, he stinks he- now. Like he- he'll never get outs again. He'll be just fine. All right, guys, let's wrap it up. That was the Sloan screen time, and that was the Sloan ambush. That's a new segment. We're going to ambush Tom at the end of every episode. It's going to be great. Uh, we'll see you next week for episode 123, presented by Parse Rum. I love Parse. You love Parse. When I say Parse, rum, I say Rum. 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 Parse. Rum. rum. See you next week. Bye.